2: Hoynesy live. We're joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Uh, Guys, I I see that we have a few folks here uh,
1: who had
2: said that they were going to join uh, earlier in the week when we first put this out there. So welcome to you guys and and others who who are joining the chat right now. Uh, Let's just jump in and start firing some questions. Uh, Megan, you had a few lined up, so why don't you go first?
1: Well, first of all, um, living in the Columbus area, and we're big Columbus Clipper fans for many years, we have the opportunity to see up-and-coming players like Bobby Bradley and Yu Chang and we see them up close and very often. Um, we've watched their skill sets grow within the system. Do the Indians have staff or scouts that watch these players regularly down here in Columbus? Because um, these players, when they play, they have some big games and some big plays. And I was wondering if they're wa- how close they're watching and how does that weigh in with bringing them up to Cleveland? Well,
3: they uh, definitely, uh, you know, the... Uh... The manager, whoever's the manager, is they have calls with the uh, farm director after every game. Uh, they they go over each individual performance. You know uh, they'll have video. Uh, they've got video capability that they'll that they'll uh, um, you know send back to a uh, Cleveland if there's a uh, if there's a problem with one pitcher or or a hitter. You know they have roving instructors that they'll send. Uh, to Columbus to work with that to work with that hitter or pitcher that player, um, so yeah, they 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 have their thumb on the pulse of uh, you know whatever is going on with you know, any of their farm clubs, but especially uh, you know Triple A because you know they're they're what like a, a two and a half hour a car ride uh, to Cleveland, so those guys they they know who's hot and who's not.
2: Yeah, and I'll say that I know a couple of years back. Uh, Tito talked about his relationship with Chris Tremie, who was the uh, manager at, at AAA at the time and how he was constantly on the phone with him talking about guys uh, who, were, who were close to being called up and, and ready to join the club. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a lot with Tito. It's a lot about the relationships and he, he definitely has good close relationships. With all the managers throughout the farm system. Uh, Dave, you got anything uh, for us? Yeah, I'm just curious living here in Atlanta, there's been rumors about uh, the Braves maybe taking a look at Ramirez and just wondered what you guys have heard there as opposed to just a few things that have popped up in the paper down here.
3: Yeah, as as far as I know, Dave, uh, there's no way they're trading Ramirez, at least not this year. You know, he signed on a club friendly contract. He's got two club options after this. And if they if they trade Ramirez, who's got, how are they going to score any runs? They've already traded Lindor and and really kind of gutted the uh, the offense. They were struggling last year with Lindor and Ramirez. Sure. I, I I just can't see that happening. I mean, you know, I know they are you know in a they're cutting, there's you know slashing salary, um, but you know I've been told that this is after the Lindor trade that, you know they they were they were at a, a point where they were going to add. To the roster not not subtract and i know uh you know obviously if, at the end of this season joe and i have talked about it on our on our podcast that you know he's gonna he'll probably take lindor's spot as uh, you know move up to the head of the class as a guy that's going to be traded next but i really don't see a deal this year
2: yeah i wanted to i okay, wanted to thanks. mention that i would say he's not going to be traded during this 2021 season but boy that clock sure starts for him uh, in terms of being the the big candidate for the Indians to trade in the off season, regardless of how he performs or how they perform as a team, because his contract is going to be that attractive, you know, as as a trade chip for right. or another
3: That's team. The, the one thing about that, it's not a, a Lindor situation because he's not eligible for arbitration. You know, uh, uh, Jose is signed. You know, he has for those club options. He's signed to those club options. Oh, he- so he's yeah. not going to be able to, you know, all of a sudden go on the, arbit- you know, go to arbitration and and get like twenty two or twenty three million, like like right. with uh, with the Mets. So they can still can they, know they can control their payroll. Okay. Go ahead, Mark. That's the yeah, thank you. Um, mine is about the catching situation, and <laughs> yeah. you know, at the end of last year, uh, Robert Perez uh, had an injury, and then nothing was said much about. How well he healed from that and I'm just wondering if there's
0: any concern with that and that's why we're keeping hedges when we have some other you know backup catchers
2: apparently he's healthy uh, I don't think they wouldn't they would have picked up a five million dollar option on on Perez if if he wasn't going to be fully healthy and ready to go this year uh the, the the real question to me was why they picked up Austin Hedges I I that's it's almost like they were uh, overpaying a little bit for, for the catching situation, especially when they've got Bo Taylor, who, who didn't do anything to embarrass himself you know, during the season. Game season. Uh, Quincy, what do you got on, on Perez?
3: Is Bo ready to go as a number two? I, I don't think he's ready yet, uh, Marv. I really don't. I mean, he's only played eight ball. He hasn't played a double. I mean, he missed, obviously, he missed last season like everybody else did. He was in extended spring training. I think the Indians value their pitching so much that they want, you know, that they felt that was an area where they could spend some money on and they, they want to protect it with two veteran catchers. You know, Hedges and, and Perez have great reputations for handling controlling the running game, uh uh calling games, pitch framing. So I think you know that that's what you know that had a lot to do with, with hedges. And and Chris Antonetti said uh at the end of the year that Perez's shoulder, his right shoulder injury was healed he was healing up and uh he should be ready to go it for next season
0: what yeah what free agent uh are the Indians most likely to sign at this point
3: oh that's a great question <laughs> I think you know they, they just signed uh, Cesar Hernandez they came to deal with him you know for five million bucks uh, you know I, I was talking to somebody last night that said they've got a little bit of money left over uh you know from the, the money they saved with uh with the trade of Lindor and and, and, and Carrasco uh, that now they're not, that's like, that was like for 30 million, 32 million uh, for this year, but uh, they're not going to They can't spend all of that. So, you know, I would think they've got probably five, 6 million left. I would, I would look for them to add a reliever, you know, maybe a reliever or, or a uh, you know, a, an outfielder, somebody that could help offensively. But if you look at the bullpen, you know, if you, after you get, by with uh you know um after you get by karen check and, and whitgren and uh um uh emmanuel class a and mayton those are those those four guys they, they they've got some holes in that pen so i would think that's the way they're going to go
2: right and even going with uh you know cam hill who who they put in yeah. some big situations last year he's coming off a, a broken wrist that he suffered in a car accident in oklahoma this off season so uh, you know, it, it would probably be a, a big benefit for them to go out and try and get one of those veteran relievers. I uh, just don't know how much they're willing to spend. Uh, their, their history recently has been to pick up guys who maybe aren't at the top level of that, uh, uh, reliever pool, uh, right now. So, uh, yeah, I definitely look for a reliever move at some point, Bill, uh, you're next up. What do you got for us?
0: Out uh, here in Arizona, I hope we're going to see, uh, Uh, you guys at spring training in a few weeks maybe later on you can comment about the possible scheduling for that we live about uh, 20 miles away from uh, where the Indians train but uh, on the subtext uh, I'm the one maybe not the only one who frequently rants about uh, the Dolan unwillingness to spend money uh but uh, uh, I do know that the Indians had a minority owner before, and then that owner had to, to take himself out when he got the opportunity to be the primary owner of the Royals. And do you, do you guys have any insight on whether the, the ownership is actively looking for a minority owner, or is that kind of on the back burner?
3: Yeah, I, I think, uh, Bill, they're, they're definitely looking for a minority owner, I would I believe. You know, I mean, some sides point to perhaps with, with, you know, with the severe payroll cut that they might be looking to sell the club altogether, but I would think they are, they are looking for a minority owner. I think they've, you know, they, until they found until Paul Dolan found John Sherman, he had spent like two or three or four years looking for the right guy. You know, Sherman was the right guy. And, you know, if, you believe what uh, Rob Manfred said, the, the commissioner, Sherman was in line to uh, purchase, you know, the majority stock in the Indians when, you know, he left and, and to uh, buy the, the, his hometown Royals. So, uh, you know, that, that is, that's something they haven't recovered from. And plus the, uh, you know, the pandemic, no fans in the stands last year. You know, that's why, you know, the the payroll has gone from like 137 million, 136 million in 2018 to about 37 million right now. Maybe if, if Hernandez, you know, if Hernandez passes physical, it'll be up above 40, but it's still a drastic cut. And I think, uh, you know, a minority owner would be welcomed with open arms if they can find one.
2: Uh, Daniel, you're next up, unmute yourself and, and fire away.
3: Yeah, so I'm I'm really
2: um, worried about the labor situation. Do you see that um,
3: posing problems like it did last year again, and then even into the next year? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, uh, uh, Daniel. I think um, yeah, I think you know obviously (laughs) these are two uh, these are two guys these two parties that don't get along. Uh, They they you know they uh, we saw what happened after the pandemic canceled worlds uh, the the uh, spring training on March 12th. And it was just, you know, an ugly, ugly uh, series of negotiations that went on. It was all in public. Everybody was, both sides were airing their uh, dirty laundry. And I would think it'll be much the same this way. You know, we've already seen the beginning of it, um, you know, with, uh, you know, the the, uh, Cactus League, you know, suggesting uh, that uh, spring training be moved back a month. Uh, Major League uh, the Players Association saying, you know, they, they uh, because there's a contract, because there's still a basic agreement that uh, the players have no right. The players are going to show up on on March. I mean, February 17th, no matter what, they want to play 162 games. They don't want to have another uh, shortened season. Uh, I don't know what the, what they're going to do if the, if the facilities are shut down and the players show up. I don't know. Are they going to let them in? I, I'm not sure. But. You know, the big thing is, like you said, at the end of this season, no matter what, how long this season is, uh, the, the basic agreement expires. And, you know, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is not going to be settled easily. You know, the, uh, the, the pendulum has swung back in a way to the owners. You know, it, it's, it's for years and years and years, it's favored the players. But a lot of teams like the Indians, the Rays, you know, the uh, Oakland A's have found a way to make this system work in their favor and against players. They've frozen out, you know, the veteran free agents, structured the the uh, the salaries for the younger players like Lindor and those guys, where you know they they know what they're gonna you know they kind of control that. So and and the players want, I mean the players want, you know, they want to I think they want to shorten free agency. It's you know from six years to you know a shorter span where a player is eligible. They they think the owners are controlling know play the uh, service time they want to redo that and it, it's uh, there's a lot of things that you know the dh expanded playoffs a lot of things are going on and um you know i don't think it's going to be solved easily the players want a lot back and uh, i think the owners are fine with without a salary cap they have uh, found a way to um you know so just to survive you know not only survive but f- thrive and you know the players kind of are getting uh, you know getting pinched in that in that uh dilemma
2: i will say at the uh at the all-star game uh back in 2019 i think Manfred was up there talking to the BBWAA, and he said hey if you want to if you want a salary cap i can get you a salary cap right now i got it he said i got a majority of owners who would go for it and it, it, it's just the player's side won't go for that so it, you, you're talking about two guys who are, are going to be at each other's throats come the end of of this season and that's that's Painfully obvious. Uh, go ahead, Megan. Fire away.
1: Um, how do you feel the MLB players have changed over the years in terms of their skill sets and abilities as compared to all the classic players, many of whom have, many of whom we've lost through the COVID pandemic? Um, are skill sets that make this cut lacking in more recent players, or is it just different? And how have things changed with these players? Um, is competition more prevalent among them and that's why it's so hard to build these skill sets that they that, that the classic players had or injuries even more common too it almost feels like that's another issue
2: well I'm gonna defer all uh, questions about players over different eras to the, <laughs> the wise old veteran uh, of, of many many seasons Hosey uh, what's what's the biggest difference I guess between between players from you know, uh, the
3: earlier eras when you were covering the team? Well, I, you know, I think, you know, uh, Megan, uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been watching, you know, some, uh, some tributes to uh, Hank Aaron and, uh, you know, some uh, uh, who just passed and, uh, you know, he was an interview with him and he said, uh, you know, he, he had a, a, a dread of striking out. He, he felt if he struck out, you know, that was a, uh, you know, that was kind of, that, that was, he, he walked back to the dugout embarrassed. And he also said he never wanted to leave a guy at second base. I mean, at third base with less than two out. And uh, I think that, you know, you, you talk to, uh, um, you watch players now, you talk to players now, the whole approach at the plate has changed. Now it's all about launch angle. It, you know, it's about hitting the ball out of the park. People don't care if they strike out 100, 150, 170 times. It, it it doesn't affect them. They 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 they're not embarrassed by it. So in that respect, I think the game has changed. And uh, you know, so that's a difference between this era of player and 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 you know the players uh, from the 50s and 60s and 70s. I think the game has changed. Uh, you know, shifts have taken taken hits away and and changed the way defenses are played. You know, you saw uh, the Rays playing a four-man outfield in the World Series. I think who I mean, who plays a four-man outfield in the in the World Series? I that was like, I was sort of, what is going on here? But, well, who who pulls your
2: starting pitcher after uh, six innings in the in the World Series? That, that's that's you know, it's analytics, right?
3: Yeah, it's analytics, and the pitching has changed. You know, that's probably where the biggest change has taken place. You know if a starter goes five innings now, you know, and you've got four guys warming up in the bullpen, you know, he's gone just like we saw, you know, with the, with the, what the Rays did in game six of the world series with Blake Snell. And, you know, it cost them the world series, but, you know, they, they stayed true to their pattern. They're, their are their, their, uh, you know, their uh, are <laughs> the way they do things. And uh, you know, so, <laughs> but that that's changed and players themselves. I don't think players have changed that much. I think, players are players they uh they like to play uh i think um you know they take probably take better care of themselves now and they have a lot more uh facilities trainers doctors psychologists um, masseuses to take care of them you know and uh and when i first started covering baseball you had two trainers and and that was it and now when the indians are on the road they have you know they have a, a tr- you know a trainer, a, a strength and conditioning coach. They have uh, mental skills coaches. They have a masseuse. You know they you know that take they take up like like a third of the plane the the, uh, the the charter flight. So there's a lot of uh, a lot more of uh, you know assistance in in this in this day and age.
2: We need the mental skills uh, coach up in the press box with us, Wednesday. I definitely. Uh, all need. right, we're going to try and get as, as short. Quick answers as we can get to as many as we can here over the next ten minutes uh, before we uh, we shut down the the chat. Uh, Bill, uh, you're next, and then we'll go to Brent, who's got his hand up in the uh, in the chat room. So, uh, Bill, fire away.
0: Thanks. I'm about Hoynesy's uh, age, and early fifties, uh, baby boomer, and uh, been waiting my whole life for the Cleveland Indians to win a World Series, and my. Uh, ever helpful wife was reminding me today that if they don't win the world series this year uh, i will have never lived long enough to see the indians win a world series because of the name change Mm -hmm. of the team uh what do you guys hear about that how's that process progressing and is is there any kind of uh sense of who has the what name might have the inside track there i've enjoyed your list of uh, sorry name but i guess some of them are real too so
3: yeah i don't yeah i'm not sure if they are or not but um yeah that's um you know I, they're not going to change the name this year you know it, it, i mean they might announce some kind of contest or fan related you know contest to change the name during during the season but as far as uh, 2021 is concerned um you know, it's, they're going to remain the Indians. And then, you know, going into 2022, that's when the change would take place. But other than that, I, I really don't know if they have a name picked out. I just know it's not going to be the tribe. It's not going to be the Cleveland Baseball Club. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be related to Native, Native American. They're going to take their time with it because this is the one
2: thing you don't want to get wrong. You don't want to have to change a name twice. They're They're going to pick something and go with it. And it's Like Hoynzy said, it's not gonna be Native American imagery. It's not going to be, I don't think anything related to like a person or or, or individuals, any kind of group, Uh, but it will be completely different and it'll be something that, uh, um, you know, I think people will try, they'll try to get people behind uh, as quickly as possible. Go to Brent. Brent, you have your hand up. Uh, Where are you? Uh, Yeah,
0: okay, hi. Okay, Uh, good evening, everybody. Paul, I'm just going to ask you a question I posed the other day and you answered me. I appreciate that. It was a short question and a short answer, but <laughs> uh, maybe you can elaborate a little bit here. And that is the standards for entry to the Hall of Fame, which Kurt Schilling, of course, uh, now even Omar Vizquel has called into question because of an incident, alleged incident. I'm thinking that looking back to the classic players, many of them who are in the Hall of Fame would not be there now if today's standards of character were applied i'm not talking about their skills the famous stories about the pitchers who used to get drunk before the game and that sort of thing can you elaborate a little bit on on this situation
3: yeah it's 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 a difficult situation the uh, there's a character clause in the uh, you know voting requirement requirements for the hall of fame and it's always been there i just i don't think it's you know some some writers you know use it more than apply it more than others you know and and where you know and i think you know it's just made the process very very difficult it's you know all of a sudden you're not looking at just straight statistics you know you're looking at what what happened you know in in kurt Schilling's case what what was his latest tweet um you know, the, the only guy that, that has kept Kurt Schilling out of the Hall of Fame is Kurt Schilling, because he won't keep his mouth shut. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher, and all he has to do, it you know, he would have been in two or three years ago, in my opinion. But, you know, if if you you know, you know, if you kind of poke the tiger, sometimes you're gonna end up in the tiger's, you know, mouths. And I think that's that's what's happened to him. And now he wants to get taken, you know. Well, we all know what's going to, he wants to get taken off the ballot. I don't think it's going to happen. But, uh, you know, but it has become a very, very difficult situation, a a difficult vote. It's a very divisive ballot. You've got, you know, four or five or six steroid related guys on that ballot. Now Omar ran into the uh, domestic abuse story broke during the, uh, during the, when the ballot just after it came out. Um, and and now you have Kurt Schilling. That's why I think what 14 blank ballots were turned in a record 14 blank ballots and no one was elected this year. So, and, but you know, the, the BBWA has elected 22 players in the last six or seven pl- years the record, you know, that's a record for that stretch of time, but it's, it it's, you know, all of a sudden we become the voters have become, you know, a judge jury and executioner. And I don't think that's, that was the po- that was the way when, when, you, when you're a young baseball writer and you want to get to 10 years of eligibility to, to be able to vote, that at least when you know I first started, that's not what I was I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be, get into the morals of each player and, and how, what kind of citizen he was off the field.
2: Uh, Marv, who had to I think he had to leave, but he threw a question into the chat uh, right before he left. He wanted to know, uh, why Cesar Hernandez took uh, signed for less money? Uh, it's a guy who signed and played last year for 6.25 uh, million. Obviously, that was prorated because of the pandemic shortened season. But uh, he signs a, a one-year deal with a reportedly with an option for next year as well for only five million. I I certainly thought he was going to get more after winning a Gold Glove. Uh, Hoynesy, any idea why why they would why he take a haircut like
3: that? Yeah, that was uh, you know that was a surprise. He's not, he's going to get. He's, if he passes his physical, he gets five million this year, six million with a six million dollar club option next year. Um, and I think the, the, the there's a lot of second basemen, a lot of middle infielders out there that are kind of 30, just in his age group and his experience wise, are 30 years old. These guys like D Gordon and and uh, you know Colton Wong, Joe Panic, Kip, this is Kip-Mess. out there. Kipnis, Jason Kipnis is out there, Hans or Alberto. So I think that market is very, very competitive. And I think, uh, you know, that, that helped the Indians, you know, sign, sign Hernandez for, you know, a very good, uh, you know, a team friendly deal. And I think he was just happy to get it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough, tough market for guys like him and that age group and that you know, experience, that experience when you have, you know, six, seven, eight years in the big leagues. Let's go, with you, to Dave. Say, uh, just the other day, uh, WKYC Jim Donovan uh, put out there that the Atlanta Braves have an interest in Jose Ramirez. Uh, Paul knows that I was very actively trying to say they should have put Ramirez in with Lindor and gotten a real big package out of it, and taken that one step back to try to rebuild. Any truth to the rumor Atlanta and other teams might be interested in Ramirez? Well, you know, I think I'm sure they're interested, you know, they obviously they see what the Indians are doing that, you know, they're not a, not an all in all, all out fire sale, but they're trading their best assets. But I, you know, I've been told that, you know, they are not cutting payroll anymore that, that, um, that Ramirez is here for at least this year, you know, and he's got two club options after that, you know, maybe then that there's something that, that will happen after, after this season. But, you know, I, I just... I can't see him trading him. I, I really can't. Those are famous last words, but I can't right. see them <laughs> trading him this year. I, I really can't.
2: All right, Jim, uh, you're next. What do you got for us? Go ahead and unmute. Yes, yeah, since the uh, Indians will be signing Hernandez and that will help the infield, what do you see happening for the outfield to get to try to get better out there, either from within the team or a trade or free agency?
3: Boy, I, I – you know, <laughs> I wrote a story today, ranking the 10th, uh, the 10 best outfielders on the team. And it was a struggle. It was like pulling teeth. It was like going to the tennis. I mean, I, I still don't know what I wrote. I, I still, and, you know, that was the worst outfield I've ever seen last year. I don't know about what you guys, I mean, they, they just they, they started nine guys. They used nine guys in the outfield last year and they, they hit a combined one ninety six. They hit 11 home runs, total 11 home runs. There was over 40 guys in the big leagues that hit more home runs than that by themselves last year. So it's, you know, you know, I know they went to the World Series in 2016, but what by platoon and all, you know, three spots. And, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, that's what they're almost going to have to do it again. But, you know, and and there's really, you know, uh, who's Joe, who's? Who's the top uh, prospect in there, George Valera? George I mean,
2: Valera is probably the top prospect, and he's only 20 years old, so you're not yeah. going to see him for at least another two years. I, I, I can't imagine. He also hasn't played above, what, single eight? I yeah. Think. He was and, in Mahoning Valley, so and, and, uh, and, it's tough. Maybe yeah, I, Nolan I think, Jones helps him out there. You yeah, know, Maybe, maybe
3: it, Nolan Jones would, would tra- you know, kind of transition out to the outfield, Hopefully, you know, I think Oscar Mercado is a much, much better player than he showed last year. I think for whatever happened, the short season got in his head and kind of ate away at between his ears. I think he's going to be a much better player. I think you stick him out in center field and just let him play. I think that'll help. And we still don't know about uh, uh, Josh Naylor. I mean, is he the the Josh Naylor who had five straight hits against the Yankees in the, in the Card playoff? or is he uh, the guy that kind of came over in the Clevenger deal and really didn't do a whole lot until the postseason? season. I, I, th- I want to get, a, I think we should, you know, give him a chance just to see him, you know, over the course of several games or, you know, a couple months just to see what he can do, you know, kind of get his feet on the ground after the trade uh, right field. We, we really didn't get to see uh Lupo that much. He was hurt. You know, he, he had the bad back at the start of the season. You know, he was supposed to get a chance to play left against lefties and righties. He's still pretty dangerous against left-handers, but uh, they've, you know, so, you know, and uh, are they really gonna put, are they really gonna put Fran Reyes in, in, oh. in the outfield? You know, 5, 270 pound guy, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, to me, he's an ideal DH and it, it looks like Tito breaks out in hives and every time we ask him a question about, uh, you know, playing Ramirez in the outfield. So, yeah, right. That's, Reyes that's, wants
2: Reyes wants to play second base and first base for the Indians. <laughs> he, he told Antonetti that. Uh, Marv just said in the chat, hey, can we put that pitcher who used to play the outfield back out there? That's Anthony Ghost. They're still working on his control. They don't have any left-handers in the bullpen, Hoinsie. they got they got to find a way to get him ready to go. Yeah, Anthony,
3: and he's coming to camp on a minor league deal. So he had a really good winter ball in, in uh, the Dominican, So And he throws 100 miles an hour. He just can't throw it over the plate. So we'll right. have to see how that works out.
2: All right. We're, uh, we're short on time here. We're going to let, we're going to let Dave, you look like you got one last question. So we're going to go with that.
3: Has the injuries really forced uh, Brad Zimmer uh, to have the kind of season he's had. He has such great potential. And he's certainly one of the best center fielders certainly that we have. Yeah. I thought Zimmer, you know, in 2017, his rookie year, I think he looked like Superman to me. I mean, I, I never saw a guy run that that way, or have that great an arm, or be able just to cover as much ground as he has. And that shoulder injury to me just set him back, and he still hasn't recovered from that. And uh, so we, you know, he showed something. He showed some offense in, you know, in the summer camp when, when they trained in at Progressive Field. You know, in in July, I, I thought that was encouraging. But defensively, he just doesn't look like the same guy to me. And maybe that's just because. He just needs to play more because he's been, off, he's been out for about a year and a half.
2: Right. He didn't He didn't carry over his success in summer camp into the regular season. I think that's why they they put him on the roster at, at the start of the regular season. He didn't sustain what he was doing in summer camp uh, through that. And so it, it made the, the, the choice easy to, to sort of move him around. Uh, guys, we're, uh, we're up against it on time. Uh, I thought this went really well. I, I think we're going to try and do it again. Uh, probably before camp opens or maybe after camp opens, just to get a little bit more, uh, you know, something to churn over there, something to ask questions about. But uh, we really appreciate you guys, everybody who subscribes through subtext. Uh, Keep looking for more opportunities here. Keep sending us your thoughts. Hey, it's not just a one-way thing on subtext. You can send us messages as well in response to whatever text you get. Ask your questions there and we'll be sure to get to them on our daily podcast, uh, Hoinsey, anything else for you before we wrap it up?
3: No, I just just thanks thank you guys and 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 ladies uh, for very very you know, it's it's a blast to uh, communicate with you. It's really fun. It's really fun to see how passionate you uh, you know Indians Indians fans are. You know they're they're out there and uh, spread the word and uh, get well. Hopefully we we'll get some more people on our subtext uh, chain so but it's great and we we really appreciate you guys jumping here in here tonight
2: all right that'll do it for hang hey, Lindsay live look forward it again uh coming up soon and uh we'll talk to you again next time